It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Let's do it. Early morning mayhem. What emotion are we meant to feel after that Warriors performance? Come through. I am so curious to what other people felt. I was just a rainbow of emotions and not in a good way. Joe from Gizzy, 0800-150-811. What emotion were you, mate? Mate, I think I needed to join uh, Kempi in the hospital. I need a defibrillator after that 80 minutes, mate. <laughs> I think I need that voucher because I aged 10 years. I need some just for him to get my grave, get my black hair back. That's <laughs> <laughs> right, but old spice I mean, in there, mate. <laughs> mate, you can, you can chuck some old spice, new spice. The Warriors need a whole lot of spice after that, Kempi. <laughs> they, oh, hey. they do. They um, look. I I just thought. You know, here we go again. I was going four four weeks in a row. The games have just mm. not gone their way. Joe, what do you th- like? What do you think about like putting Johnson on the bench? What do you think about bringing someone new into that seven position? Because there was a part in the game there, and I know we got back to thirty thirty two, um, but there was a part in the game there where the it, you know commentator makes the comment. You know, we really need someone on the Warriors to step up here, and that's Sean Johnson. Do you bench him? Bench him. You know what? Yeah, until uh, young Harris comes back, let's get a couple of those young kids in there, mate. You can't go any worse, Kempe, right? There's a reason we've invested in them for the next two to three years. The Roosters released them. Mate, we, we cannot go any worse. No one showed up in the first half, and then all of a sudden, a different Warriors team comes out in the second half, and we get close, and we think... Oh, yeah, that'll paint over the cracks. But it didn't. And once again, our man went missing when we needed the 40-metre drop kick. In the last two minutes, we had five tackles. We went nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Joe, love it. So your emotion is defibrillated. Appreciate it, Joe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe wants the cosmetics. Chemist Wears, we're calling it early morning mayhem. We're going to be doing this for the whole week. I've got $150 worth uh, Chemist Warehouse mayhem pack. It's got vitamins for all of those nasty bugs. You've got cosmetics, and it's early morning mayhem mixed with the can't wait question of the day, which is... What emotion are we meant to feel after that Warriors performance? Double eight, double three, Satempa Bedpost text machine. You can come through there or give us a call. Even better. You're always going to give yourself a better chance. 0800 150 811. Back with your calls and texts after this. Here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
you can shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem sale on Baz and Z for breakfast, or you could just give us a call on 0800 because I have early morning mayhem for us. The question is, what emotion are you meant to feel after that Warriors game? Come through now, and you've got a chance to win a $150 Chemist Warehouse pack. Izzy, there's some good texts here. There are some great texts coming here uh, from Richie. Louis, there's a new emotion, and it's called Warrioreded. Warrior. <laughs> Warrioreded. <laughs> Worried. <laughs> Worried. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling about that result. That is from Richie. Outstanding. 32-6. I was emotionally exhausted. Then I heard an update and felt like cloud had lifted and a wee spot of sunshine came out. Kimberly, <laughs> hope that does sum it up. Uh, quickly, I oh, know we've got a, we've got a couple more texts. We'll read them shortly. I want to ask Kimby, I've got two things. We, we talk about it weekly. The defence is horrible. We know that. Each defence is horrible. Why? I, I, I feel like there's two things. There's two things with the each defence. And where we're getting exposed is right on the on the wings. Our wingers are being caught in no man's land, particularly Watanese Lesnick. Uh But I, I look at it a little bit deeper and I, under, I, I, look, I, I see what's happening out there. And... It's a case of, of the middles and, and our edge defenders. They're both on different different pages, mm. I feel. We've 100%. got our wingers that, that have been left out in no man's land because our middles are sitting back on their heels. They've obviously got the numbering wrong, so they're not able to come up and bring that line speed. So that's the case where I feel like they're struggling, is at the moment the middles are on their heels. They're not putting pressure on the opposition attacking line's uh, ability, and now they're getting those back balls, and they're leaving Watanese and Lesnack in no man's land, whereas you could look at the wingers and say, and they're making horrible decisions here. But there's a case of why they've been left by that, and I feel like the line speed and their ability to get up and force teams to make errors is poor at the moment. Yeah, look, I've, I've been watching that defense defensive line uh, for the last month trying to, trying to work out the 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 catalyst of the issue is and what what it what I think it is is easy decisions easy get out decisions from the players that are uh, uh, at sort of three and four and and the middle and jumping in on tackles so now when you're defending a player it's really it's really important that you keep your hip squares uh, square and that you push off players so that you can release the bloke on the outside of you if you jump in on a player then the player on the outside of you especially has nothing else to do but to jump in because he gets isolated, and then the other player on the outside of him starts to panic, and that's what you're seeing from from Dylan. So you know, I I just don't think they're on the same page. The 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 the, um, the comment you made there that they're not on the, they're, they're not working together. The middle's not working hard enough. The middle is not working hard enough to release their edges, but the edges are taking the easy option. Like I see, I seen it two or three times on the weekend. They just jumped into the tackle, and that just took them out. So, so uh, look, I remember when we changed our mindset from holding and pushing to actually getting up and putting pressure. Like, we're, we're down by three, you know, they had a three-man overlap on us, but our, if we gave them time, they're going to exploit that. So for us, I feel like we're getting caught down down with numbers, but then we're still giving them time, and that's making their decision-making easier for the opposition. I feel like if we're down in numbers, why don't we just all come up and try and get to those the halves and put them under pressure, make that decision-making shorter time for them to make that decision. I just feel like we're just sitting back and letting them play and, and we're just you know, gifting it to, to oppositions. Yeah, look, if you, if you saw the, um, not the Parramatta game last night, the Canberra-Cronulla game, and Canberra, I reckon, was was the defensive um, effort of the weekend. Like, they just, they just tackled, but everyone pushed really hard. So, 
Um, mate, I, look, I totally agree with you. I think I think your analysis mm. on on if you've got to make those decisions, the main point is you've got to make them together. But at the moment, they don't have a system that they all trust and believe yep. in. Jamie comes through. I gave up at halftime expecting us to lose by 50. When I saw the final score, I was shocked. That was my emotion that they got so close. Jamie, we're asking you what your emotion was. That is the mayhem, early morning mayhem question. Richie, in Upper Hutt, you've given us a call. What's your emotion, mate? Oh, I just thought I'd expand on my worried emotion. Oh, yes, yes, please. <laughs> the eclectic mix of all range of emotions to channel changing emotions having to leave the house at half-time emotions, and then just about elation as the last emotion. But <laughs> in summary, then, my worried emotion would probably be confused. <laughs> Synonym for. I remember, hey, Richie, yep. I spent, I spent ages, I knew, somehow I knew that Louie was going to ask me that question this morning, so I spent ages about it. It's like, it's like you get yourself into a fight and then you get yourself out of it. You know what I mean? And you're walking away, and then those, they, the buggers, they start chipping away at you again. You've got to go back in and have some more. Mm. It's like you just you can't get enough of it, mate. I'm, I'm wondering if it's like that, you know, when you've got a really nice meal and you eat too much bread beforehand, you don't get to the main meal. That type of feeling. Yeah. That false gold, you, you know what I mean? You can't get enough of them because I actually left to do a, a drop-off at half-time. I'll record this. I don't know why because it's like 20 points to just about nothing just to see what happens in the second half. And lo and behold, holy heck. They can Yeah. They draw you back. That's why they have the most faithful supporters, Richie. Hey, you're one of them, mate. We appreciate your call on the Kennard Tire phone line. Thanks very much, mate. Have a great day. Oh, Man, everyone's coming through. <laughs> wow. Oh, they just draw you back in. Everyone talks about their passionate and loyal and faithful supporters. And July 3rd, they'll have a sold-out stadium in Mount Smart, and everyone will keep going back. And that's why, because you just don't know what's in that kinder surprise. It truly is a toxic relationship. <laughs> like, we've all had a mate that just couldn't break up with this girl. And you just like you just got to cut her off. It's like Joe with his ex girlfriend. Like you just got to stop following her on Instagram. You really do. You, oh. you just you can't. What? You but can't, you can't. But you can't. You, you always go back. And and like this this is this is decades of this toxic like a couple she of was wines. Horrible to you. Joe, <laughs> move on. <laughs> Wait, is that a is that a. Um, I don't know. Is it an analogy for the Warriors being horrible for us? Oh, look, I, I, I've often thought about this. You know, like every year, it's like pre-season is. You know, you've met the you've met the girl, and what do you call that? Your your limerent period. Then you go into go into the season. The place start playing your your trial games, and whoa, yeah, no, it's really going good, and join her, and <laughs> then you go into season, mm. go, oh, it's not looking too good. She she chews with her mouth open. <laughs> And then you get halfway through the season and you're going, how the hell do I get out of this? <laughs> Where is the exit? Where is the fire How exit? do they get out of this? How do they get out of this? And we've spoke about it, Uncle. Like, their defence is horrible. Then It starts with the defence. That's how you know where a team's at. And that first half, when you're leaking 26 points and, you you know, Brandon Cook, the smallest player on the field, is running through three of your players and scoring a try mm. through your heart. That's when you know something's not quite right. And look, they're just not on the same page. They, they've got no idea. They're passive with the defensive line. And I spoke about it now. They're scoring too easy. They are scoring too easy. All of their tries, the wingers are just running around and pretty much putting it under the post, whereas teams that are working hard and making difficult or making those 
wingers have to score those outrageous tries and those big finishes that we are seeing. At least make it like that. Not give them opportunity to run in and have we look around and put their hands up to the crowd and then put the ball down. Make it difficult for them. Daggy. They're going to score. Make it hard. Daggy is fed up. You're hearing this. He's fed up. He wants <laughs> more effort. Um, um, but but he's, dead. Is, he's dead, right, Dave? The tries were too easy. Well, but yes, they have been all year. This is our early morning mayhem. All right, Chemist Warehouse mayhem, mayhem. Chemist Warehouse mayhem is on right now. It's half price off cosmetics and vitamins. We have a hundred and fifty dollar pack each morning this week to give away. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse for the question of the day, the can't wait question of the day. Mark, you've come through on the Kennard Tire phone line out of Sydney. You couldn't possibly be proud of that performance, could you, Mark? Well, you'd have to be proud of them, Izzy, with regard to at least they came back and they didn't get beat by a mm. whole lot of points. I mean, it's like mm. that comeback was something to be proud of. I admit there is still drastic room for improvement, and I think the uh, Warriors could very well benefit from if they got either some experienced All Blacks in their team as freelance consultants to bolster up their defence because like you said it's just nowhere at the moment and I think they could get somewhere, someone like John Kerwin and uh, former New Zealand All Black wingers to educate the team on how to effectively play as wingers and one thing we can be really glad about is that they're not any Pommy sports team at the moment because you know why the Poms are so grumpy in some regards, it's because their weather's uh, too cold and their beer's too warm <laughs> 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 sure, I appreciate that call. No, that's a fair point, Mark. That's a fair point. Like, um, I remember I've spoken to CJ about it. Corey Jane, obviously, he's coaching with the Canes about the wingers, and and I've brought it up. I said I sometimes don't understand, but then I'm looking at Zelisnik and his uh, op- options out there, and I'm trying to think like because everyone will just look at him and go, "Why is he making that decision?" No, that's a poor decision from him to get up and shoot it. You look a little bit deep, and you look on the inside, and the pressure that they're bringing from, from the middle to, to the edge, there's absolutely nothing. So they're just leaving and hanging him out to dry and, and making his decision-making impossible. Uh, but, mate, look, there, there is a lot of things we can learn from, from both codes and getting pl- people in there. I just think, at the moment, the passion, their, their connection, their togetherness is just not there. And um, it's evident with, with you know, the, the teams and how much points they're piling on the Warriors week in, week out. That's it. Passionate. That could be your emotion. Can't wait question of the day. It's early morning mayhem for the first hour of the show today. We've got 20 more minutes to hear from you. What is that emotion you feel after that Warriors performance? What emotion are you meant to feel? And it is a rainbow for lots of people, as Richie pointed out, the Warriored emotion. And is that it for you? Come through on 0800 SENZ early morning mayhem this morning with Chemist Warehouse. Their mayhem sale is on now, okay? So it's half price cosmetics and it's half price vitamins. And that is good news because for Warriors fans, when your heart's on the fritz like it is on Saturday, the question was, what's the emotion? And we've had so many good messages, including this one from Mark. I felt every emotion. Happy, sad, excited, hopeful, and then finally sick in the guts when it got we got so close, but yet so far. As Kempi says, now hopeful again. That's from Mark. Uh, so many people dazed and confused and traumatised. Roy, you can have our $150, and this is the first one, every morning, early morning mayhem this week, in the first hour of the show. A $150 Chemist Warehouse pack for Mayhem. Roy, you're confused and traumatised. Well, take yourself into a Chemist Warehouse 
Um, well, yes, you don't need to because we'll send you this back. So you don't have to, Roy. But everyone else, go get some vitamins. Go get some vitamin C. Inject it into you because... Get some old spice. Get some old spice, mate. Need, some, need to pick me up. Make you smell good. Make you feel good. Hey, hey Louie, Louie, you forgot a little bit of that text message from Mark that, that <laughs> needs to be said. And thank you for the place tip on a tissue that ran third and paid four dollars. All right, you missed out my favourite horse, mate. So she's back. Really? She's out of the barriers. She's back. Like Cinerama. Two thirds. Two thirds. She ran home like on trivia, mate. Watch the space. Watch the space. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning. Wow. That was a, that was a, that was a bit weird remix, Joey. This is Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Yes, yes, yes. Izzy and Kempy for breakfast on SCNZ. Yesterday, the news all over the line. Uncle, welcome. You've been a part of the show for a long time already, but officially. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ with a taste of Louis Herman What on the side doing all things. Wow, breakfast for you. Welcome in, Uncle. It's great to have you part of the team, brother. Oh, Izzy, thanks a lot, mate. You know, it's been a, been a um, I guess, an exciting couple last couple of days talking to the Sens team and, and you know, the, uh, I guess, the the invitation to come in and, and officially be a part of the breakfast team. Um Big shout out to Louis Herman Watt um, making initial contact, Ruben G, for you know um, supporting Louis and his decision, and of course you and Baz, mate. You know those first conversations that we used to have last year around the Warriors and and how we used to laugh and just get on. And man, I've really enjoyed enjoyed your company is, um, and just you know had so much fun since Christmas when Louis got me in here. So, mate, when I spoke to Sam and and Hutchie, obviously about getting on and 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 getting the gig, mate. Like, I just, I'm over the moon. I'm so happy to be a part of the team. Um, and big shout out goes to the boys in the kitchen and also the whole of the Sens team that have been really supportive since I've come in here. So, mate, looking forward to knuckling down um, with the new Skip, Skipper Daggy, and uh, getting on with it. <laughs> oh, calm down, calm down. It's hard to be a Skip of someone that's, you know, got so much knowledge and wisdom. And But no, nah, we'll drive the ship together, boys. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have some fun. We're going to dissect all the big conversations and news around the world and particularly in New Zealand and uh, yeah Uncle send us a text message on the Temper Bed Post text machine for for Kempi it's great to have him a part of the team um, you know you've been fantastic over the last couple of months your insights and your knowledge on, on all sports particularly in NRL are just crazy it's awesome it's awesome and it's, it's obviously a passionate sport that, that Kiwis love to talk about um, and, and you really nail it home and uh, yeah, you've, you've brought out things in me that I thought never existed as well. So, mate, it's uh, it's great to have you uh, part of the team. And, and mate, we're just going to keep chugging along and keep ripping into some conversation. But for you, did you? You've done obviously done a bit of broadcasting, Kempis. You know, you're very good at it. So did you think this would eventuate? I know it's quite funny when you listen mm. to that ad and we talk about... Baz is going to have to get a crowbar out of get me out of this seat. And now it's just all falling into place. Yeah, look, um, I've, I've done the, the odd show and, 
you know, spoke, spoken mm. a lot on the radio and bits and pieces, and I, I really enjoy radio. I um, I just like being myself, and and you know, as, as everyone knows, I've got a pretty strong opinion on things, and I think radio is a really good avenue to 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 um, express that. But I also like the sense model, and I like this, the what you guys are all about. When I first started talking to you, and and, and allowing me that, I guess that latitude to to express my opinion. So. Um, when I got the opportunity, and I'll be brutally honest, uh, I just, I did, you know, like anything, I just didn't want to want to let it go by. I wanted to just give it my best, um, you know, show the people around here, you know, even though I'm not from the broadcasting game, that I can do a job. And, and I'm just so happy that that's um, how everyone's seen it And at the end of the day. So, mate, I'm, I'm very thankful to be given this opportunity. Uh, I'm going to grab it with both hands and, and I'm just not going to let anyone down. I'm just going to get out there and, and continue what we're doing. You know, we've got a great little team here. Uh, looking forward to build it. Sands is on a wonderful journey, mate, and can't wait to see what Sands looks like in a couple of years' time because for me, I think, you know, at the moment we're in it at ground floor and we're getting it up in the country and in a couple of years' time they'll be they'll be on everyone's lips. The name will be on everyone's lips. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for this next this journey that we're about to embark on. Uh, Kempe, and we've got Louis at, at, in the, around the uh, steering wheel as well, mate, leading us in the right direction. And he is a big part of our team and our show, and uh, he does a lot of work behind the scenes. And let's be honest, just keeps us really on track. You know, all those throws <laughs> and all those things that I just don't even want to bar all. But, mate, do a fantastic job too. It's great to have Uncle on board. I know you, you speak highly of him as well, Louis. Oh, hugely, uh, Izzy. It's um, it's quite. It's a little bit emotional, isn't it? Um, Baz was obviously a, he's a, been a, a mentor to lots of us here at SCNZ and there from day yeah. dot. And on Friday was a funny old show as we sent him on his way to uh, coach England, which is a pretty big crust and oh, a big gig. And actually, shout out to Calcutta because they rallied around their, their coach in the weekend and they got a big one. And they're on the way to the um, they're on the way to. Uh, well, the, potentially the IPL playoffs again. And then SENZ being able to bring Kempe in over summer and just hearing the stories. And remember, we were at Carlaw Park down there in the old studios and the first morning the phone lines light up. They want to talk to the old uncle Tony Kemp and hear the old war stories from battling it out there off the back fence, as we were saying, and, and hear it through. It is a bit emotional because it was so great with Baz and, and um, Izzy and Kempe just has an awesome ring to it. And I'm, I'm really stoked for sports fans and Pistol Pete, he's sharp and he sums it up. Kempe is to radio what Baz is to cricket, excitement machine. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Pistol. Um yeah, no, look, and, and they were, and it was, I remember that first day down there and talking about Carla Park. I actually sent Louis a, a, um, an old game last night. You know, I often get on the internet because I can't remember half the games that I played in that one we played against New, uh, Newcastle versus Manly at a pack Carla Park. Lie. You remember everything, <laughs> Uncle. You remember. And I sent it through to Louis, just said, mate, have a look at the crowd, you know, that they used to get down at Carla Park. Um, yeah, so, uh, so, mate, it was good. It was sort of. Uh, I guess, you know, getting, you know, this, who, who's this Herman Louis Watt saying, come in here, mate, and, <laughs> and giving me 
I, and I do I do agree with you, Izzy. Like Louis, to me, has been such a, a good advocate on the side of things. You know, being able to bounce off and and we've spoken about numerous things offline about what you what you say and how you say it, and just to, you know, with his knowledge has been really good. So, but it mate, it's you know that's what that's what we're on at the moment. We're on a, we're, we're on a journey. All right, boys. As as he said, it's time to get back on track. Yeah, yeah let's, let's go. Let's before this. It's enough of the big group hug, but it uh, it is really really cool news. And and the text messages on double eight double three are really special to see. We will read them. But don't worry. And Kempy's got them all in front of him. Um, I can see his head now just getting snagged on the doorway as he goes out to get his morning coffee. <laughs> so we have to pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, awesome, though. And, and uh, SENZ is very, very lucky to have you, Kempe. I guess from from one, speaking of emotions this morning, is he from the high of highs to the low of lows? Because mm. um, lots of sports news over the weekend, including, honestly, a true tragedy, Andrew Simons. So I don't know, what was your reaction when you saw that news come through and Australian cricket lost another legend? Devastated, mate. Look, I, um, Kempi was the one that actually pointed it out on the WhatsApp group chat, and uh, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, nah, not again. Like, we've just, we've had Rod Marsh, we've had Shane Warne, and now we've got um, Andrew Simons, and there was a, a conversation that, you know, things do happen. It's true that things happen in threes, and uh, obviously we didn't want this to eventuate all this to happen to to australia any sport anyone really so it's um it's a difficult situation oh, look i just my my memories of andrew simons it was quite uh funny seeing him smash that streaker when he ran on against india and uh simons obviously a bit of time with the broncos in pre-season you know he's got big shoulders he's a big man just absolutely snapped that streaker in half <laughs> that's the first thing that pops to mind and the other thing that really when I think of Andrew Simons, all I can think about was the zinc. He made zinc fashionable. He made zinc. He made everyone want to wear zinc. Those big white lips that he uh, over excessive amounts of zinc uh, plastered on his on his mouth and and around his his face made it. Um, he made it. And just his way he approached the game, like he was so like he'd bowl he'd bowl off spin. He'd roll a win. He'd bowl off spin and he'd get a bit of jazz, bit of turn. But then he ripped one down at about one thirty. So he didn't know, like he just played with so much talent. He was uh, devastating ball in hand, but with bat, very, very good as well. I've got, I've got a few stats that I, I seen on um, on one of these posts that they put out for a little tribute to him. He played twenty six tests, had an average of forty, two centuries, ten fifties, twenty four wickets. He played one hundred ninety eight ODIs. An average of 39, he had six centuries, 30 fifties, and 133 wickets, and he played 14 T20s for an average of nearly 50 with a strike rate of 170. So, mate, he was just an absolute talent. Um, obviously went into broadcasting and uh, just gone way too soon, mate. I, I've read his, he's left uh, his wife, Laura, and, and two daughters, so... Difficult situation, our heart goes out to Australia. I know a lot of our SENZ hosts uh, played with him. Uh, SEN hosts over in Australia played with him, so our thoughts and prayers go out to them and, and everyone that's been affected by this uh, situation, Uncle. It's pretty sad news. Yeah, it is. Look, and Roy Simmons, you know, look, every time I think about him, I, ne- I never actually got to meet him. I, I was around him, um, but never got to, to mm. spend any time with him. But every time I, I heard the stories and, and listened to some of the feedback, he just struck me as a bloke that was a bit of a leader. Um, and did, didn't take any nonsense, you know. And he he, he was a, reminded me a little bit like Baz McCullum, to be honest. It was, it was someone that supported you 100. Um, percent mm. um, Yeah, I sent you through that clip last night when he when he when he shoulder charged that that streak. He didn't know what he was running into, man. He played he played 
like first class league as well, you know. So being a mad league man, he's a Broncos supporter through and through. Um, yesterday on the on the Magic Round, the boys on telly, they all all had something really nice to say about him. And yeah, Izzy, it's been a been a pretty horrid twenty twenty two so far. And just want to send all my condolences out to his, especially his wife and his children and everyone involved. Yeah, nice Kempi, and we're right. Is he the SCN colleagues across the ditch? They were all um, wow, well, they were heartbroken. Gilly, especially Andrew Gil, <laughs> Adam Gilkis, Gilchrist has had a torrid old time. Rod Marsh, Shane Warnan, um, yeah. Now Andrew Simons and his uh, tribute was quite emotional. We've got a bit of audio of that. Well, just anyone that anything to do with Simo knows exactly what he was like, and he was one of the good guys. Really, really heart and soul type of guy that just made you feel happy uh he, he lightened up a room wherever he was and he was just it's gonna be so sorely missed mate well. some powerful words there from his uh former teammate adam gilchrist gilly as they as they known and uh another one of his teammates former australian mark taylor joined the chorus playing their respects and remembered what could be considered roy's defining knock that hundred he got at the MCG was probably his defining moment because he wasn't really considered a test cricketer. Everyone sort of had him earmarked as a white ball player, but he wanted to prove to the world he could play test cricket, and he did that day at the MCG. Yeah, that's a, he could play, and he was. He, I remember there was one knock down there in Wellington where he absolutely blew the black caps off the park. Um, just went absolutely ballistic. That sticks out of my mind, and just. It just like could take a game away with natural ability, but as everyone said yesterday, a hard mm. worker. And then Smithy, our Smithy, joined uh, the chorus of support and spoke about um, what sort of character he was. And, and everyone that knew him had a funny story or two. Like that's the best thing when you have these sad situations, are, are hearing about kind of the characters that we that we actually knew. And um, this from Smithy was it was gold. I think the story goes that his roommate came in and he was he was writing his name on the la- the label inside his shirt and the guy said what are you doing that for he said well when it goes to the laundry how are they going to tell it's yours and what's mine and what's everyone else's he said well if you look on the back your name's there so- <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> oh Smithy he's always got the great yarns and, and look I, I was like you uncle I never never met uh, Andrew Simons Roy but mate just just someone that you you thought you could follow, you can you know he'd inspire, big dreads, made dreadlocks fashionable as well. So awesome! We're thinking of Andrew's family and friends today, in the whole cricketing community, especially our colleagues who have heard from here. We're hoping this cruel run of luck ends here, and no more legends are taken from us far too soon. Rest in peace, Andrew Simons. And we're going to talk to Lavina Good right now. I'll get you to intro our next guest, Uncle. Yeah, thanks, Izzy. Yep, another good magic round, um, but another loss goes in the column for the Warriors, and you might be excused for thinking they fought hard for a narrow defeat mm. at the hands of those rabbits. But like everything, Warriors, it's a whole lot more complicated than that. Than that, and we've got a former Sky Sport panelist, Lavina Good, who's one of the smart brains in rugby league. I think like listening to her comments mm. um, and done some work with her before about uh, about all things rugby league, but. I want to talk to her this morning about what she thinks about the Warriors' losses and, of course, her Parramatta Eels getting beaten last night <laughs> at the death. Lavina, good morning. Morena. Yeah, morena. Morena, morena. speaking on the show, my friends. Good, good to chat. Oh, that's good. Let's get straight into it. Eh? What do you reckon about the Warriors? Where do you think, where you think things are going wrong for them at the moment? 
Oh, that's a loaded question, my friend. That That is always a loaded question. Um, I'll tell you what, I was watching the Warriors with some buddies and a couple of them um, are big rugby league fans and a couple weren't. And it was really interesting uh, that the rugby league fans, just, just like me, at the end of the game were so pissed off with that performance that we couldn't even handle eating a meal. Yeah. And that those that weren't into mm. rugby league so much were like, oh, that was amazing. Can you believe that comeback? They, they were outstanding. And the thing that resonated with me from that particular performance was for years I've been saying that the Warriors win the games that they shouldn't and they lose the games, you know, that they should, should win. And I just think the Warriors have that mentality that, well, we've lost the game. It's 32 to 6, even at halftime, 26, you know, to 6. We've lost the game. Let's go out and give it everything. What have we got to lose? Let's give it everything. And I'm like, what is that mentality with a rugby league team in this Great competition. The greatest rugby league game, well, the game's the greatest in the world and this competition could be up there with one of the greatest. And to have a side that is so nonchalant and go, oh, well, we're getting flogged. Let's go out and play some decent footy. It's unacceptable. And as, as a rugby league commentator, as a rugby league fan, as a lover of the game, I was so frustrated with that performance. And in fact, I reckon I preferred the Warriors' performance when they, they got beaten by a shark side that were down two or three players throughout most of the match. I think I preferred that performance from the Warriors. So they're getting no accolades for me for that second-half comeback. And yeah. um, I know there were players in that second half that you can take your hat off to and say, hey, they certainly led from the front and gave it a go. But that's the sort of thing you have to do from the kickoff. And if you're not going to play 80 minutes worth of footy in the NRL in this particular competition, you shouldn't be here at all. So it should be beyond the slap on the mm. hand for these players. And I, I think where it's going wrong um, is the recruitment policy over the last half a decade. Kempi, you and I have been talking about this for a long time. I mean, the Panthers mm. and the Titans and the Melbourne Storm start their recruitment policy a decade out. So they're planning about mm. seven or eight years ahead, whereas the Warriors are saying, let's get in the finals this year. Let's get in the finals. What do we need to do to get in the finals? And, and that recruitment decision is coming back to haunt them. Um, losing some of our greatest players at the ages of 16 and 17 overseas to the Silver Tails that go, here, we'll give you a decent contract because there's no pathway for you in New Zealand is another thing that is coming back to haunt the Warriors. And as a result of a recruitment policy that has no heart and no mana, and as a result of the fact that we're losing some of the best kids that play, play for us and could ever play for us, I think it's showing signs now. And, and it's coming from the top. It is absolutely coming from the top. I, I, I applaud Brown for coming out and saying, I'm not going to say it was a great effort from my team because they haven't mm. been playing good enough. That's right, mate. They actually haven't been playing good enough. And I've got a lot of pressure on Tuchel Harris. I mean, he's the man of the moment for me. When he's out there, it's a different Warriors side. But you just can't leave everything up to him and a 19-year-old kid by the name of Reese Walsh to create every attacking opportunity. <laughs> it's just bullcrap, mate. And mm. it's frustrating to watch. And it's early in the season. It's a long season. And they've got to sort some stuff out, the Warriors, if they're going to earn the respect of a fan like me. Oh, I love the passion, Lavina, mate. It's Izzy here. Great to have you on the show. Um, look, we've been dissecting, we've been talking about it for the last four weeks. And it, look, let's be honest, it, it makes for easy radio because everyone's very passionate <laughs> about the Warriors. But <laughs> where, where do they go? Here? Where do they go now? For me, I, I spoke about it earlier. Their, their defense is where you see where a team, if they care. Uh, they're missing easy tackles, particularly on the edge. The wingers are getting exposed, they're scoring easy tries. So, 
where do the Warriors need to go and how do they make us fans and everyone around New Zealand keep the faith? Well, from the words of the great Jack Gibson, defence wins games. And that's something that's fundamental in the game of rugby league. And you don't have to be playing or loving the game for more than three decades to basically get that sentiment out to anyone. And if you've got players, whether it be... I mean, I know it was on the fringes for the Warriors against the Bunnies initially, but then it was up the middle they were dropping off tackles. And if if you don't have a team culture, if you don't have a team culture where you're willing to put your body on the line and stop players from propelling forward for your teammates and your country and your fans, then there's something wrong within that side. So the fundaments of the game are really letting the Warriors down. Yep, defence, definitely. They're bludging on defence. You've got players looking at each other on the line going, are you going to do it or me? I mean, who does that? How does that happen in the NRL? So as soon as they start making the tackles for each other, that's a, a great start. And, and dropping the pill. I mean, I'm just sick of the, the handling errors and the mistakes. The respect for the ball isn't there. You know, the Warriors need to play a natural game. I know it's flamboyant. I know they feel comfortable when they chuck it around. But there's a time and a place. At some stage, Paul Harris has to say, say to that side, who's taken it up? Who's going to win the arm wrestle? Who, like a state of origin match. It's a battle of the strongest and the toughest and the fittest. At the moment, the Warriors are definitely not the toughest. I think their conditioning has not been great. In the off-season, I don't know what's gone on, but they seem to be losing, um, losing the game 10 minutes before halftime and 10 minutes after halftime, and that often happens due to conditioning. So they're not the toughest because they're missing tackles. They're not the fittest because they're not winning the game. And, and it's that attitude that we need to have from the Warriors. So, you know, if I saw them put in a decent performance where they were... I, I spoke to Kempi last week. That game against the Sharkies, the more players the Sharkies lost, the worse the Warriors played because the expectation was there that they would win because you win against a team mm. with 12 or 11 plays. That's what happens. And the expectation was too high. So they need to get back to the nitty-gritty. They need to get some players back in like Campion and stuff that'll say, hey, all I ever did for you when I played for the Warriors was make tackles and make yards. I didn't have to offload every, every second time I took the ball up. I just stopped the opposition from coming forward. And once I did that, everyone around me thought, shit, if he can do it, I'm going to do it as well. And there's none of that. Mm. There's no mongrel from the Warriors at the moment. It's just hoping they know how they're going to play. Let's hope we win the game. Uh-oh, they're down two plays. We've got to win the game now. Oh, we're down by 26 points. We're not going to win. All of a sudden, we play great, great rugby league. It's disrespectful to the mm. fans. It really is. And they've got to do something about it. Make the tackles is a really good start, Izzy, to be fair. That's a good start. Yeah. You've got such such a good analytical brain, um, Lavina. Let's let's talk about some positives coming out of the Warriors. Matt Lodge and Fanua Blake. They've been going they've been going okay, don't you think? Yeah, Fanua Blake outstanding. I, I honestly think Fanua Blake outstanding. Three weeks ago, he topped the tackle count and also made more yardage than anyone else out there. I like what Matt Lodge brings to the game in terms of his strength. And I don't mean size, I mean strength. So when they try and tackle him, the yardages that he's making after attempting to being tackled is very impressive indeed. But you can't carry a Pat Kempe with two players. You really can't. And you, you need your back rowers, you need your lock, you need your hooker to be making yards as well and to be cre- creating some sort of deception. And a lot of the stuff coming from Lodge is definitely one-out play. 
it is definitely I'll have to do it because no one else is doing it. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't critique those players as being terrible out there. But if you're going to win a game of rugby league, you have to have the whole pack working together, driving together. I mean, we've seen with the teams over the weekend with their performances. I mean, in, in the wet weather footy, we saw the Penrith Panthers, you know, after coming off a defeat against the Eels to have a victory over the <laughs> Melbourne Storm in wet weather football, you wouldn't have known it was raining on that day. And mm. even though all the highlights was, you know, everyone was saying, oh, it's all their backs, they're, in, they're sensational, the back line is phenomenal, it was all driven from their forwards because they worked as a pack. They pushed the opposition behind and on the back foot the whole time. The pack did the yards. And then after that, it was easy for the back line. Everyone in that Penrith Panthers lineup knows exactly what they need to do out on the pitch. Hardly any of it is instinctive. They know their role. They've been told their role. Mm. I wonder if the Warriors have been told what is expected of them individually out on the pitch. And yeah, like Matt, Matt Lodge is, is gutsy and he takes it up, but he can't do it on his own. And for Noah Blake, I mean, he'd, he'd be exhausted. Week in and week out, he has to be the guy that takes every single hit, the guy that pushes everything forward. That there needs to be more communication. The Warriors need to have a pack that's ominous. Eight years ago, everyone talked about the Warriors pack. They're big, they're hard, they take up everything. You know, they don't talk about that now. In fact, mm. in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they're saying the Warriors pack is soft. Some of that Warriors pack is soft because <laughs> they don't want to make the tackle and they're not willing to make the yards, yeah? So let's get back to a hard pack, an ominous pack, you know, a pack that scares the opposition. That's what the Warriors need. Hey, Lavina, Lavina, just uh, one of... You've... you've been there on the sideline you've got really close to the players from your your broadcasting um part that you play there and you've seen that sort of what actually is making things work and what's not making things work when you look at it from the outside and you're looking in what's not working as far as that whole um that concept of team at the moment i think what's not working is some of the decisions that the Warriors are making out on the pitch um, when they were playing against the Sharks and, and Sean Johnson had an opportunity to, to push forward and score some points and he simply kicks the ball dead and the ball goes dead and that gives the possession back to the Sharkies and, and no opportunity for the Warriors to score points. When I've been on the sideline interviewing the Warriors in years of past, when stuff like that happens, the skipper goes off their nut at that particular player and just says, that is unacceptable. That is no good. That is, you know, amateur rugby league. That's under nine stuff that w would re re remind players that they wouldn't be able to stay out there on, on the pitch. That's not happening for the Warriors at the moment. There's, there's no accountability. There's no pressure. There's no one getting stuck into each other. They're not playing as a team. They're just playing as individuals, hoping they're going to win a game. So I, I reckon, honestly, mm. Kempi, there's a, a team culture issue with the Warriors. I know they want to win. Everyone wants to win. But to do that, you have to put in a consistent performance for 80 minutes every single week in this outstanding competition. And the Warriors aren't doing that. They didn't start like they were going to do it against the Dragons in round one. That's exactly who they're coming up against next week. And they haven't been playing consistently enough. And I don't know what's happening mm. off the pitch. I don't know if they're respecting each other enough. But the Warriors aren't playing for each other as teammates. They're just playing for each other as individuals. And that has to change. Because it's the teams that play with a, 
a decent club culture, that play for each other, that support each other, that are willing to take a hit for each other, that aren't pointing at each other when someone misses a tackle, that aren't afraid mm. to get stuck into each other when they kick the ball dead, don't get possession, and it costs them the game. There's something going wrong with the Warriors in terms of culture. And unless they sort that out really, really quickly, I don't see them getting into the finals in 2022. Mm. Thanks, mm. thanks a lot, Lavina, for coming on this morning and giving, giving us your insights and um, your great knowledge of, of your analytical brain on the, uh, the show this morning. Um, hopefully your Parramatta Eels can pick themselves up after that loss last night. You mustn't be too happy about that. I was gutted, mate. I was gutted. Inconsistent. <laughs> and especially against the Roosters. I can't stand the Roosters. I don't know how the Roosters stay under the salary cap. I don't think that's fun to see, mate. They cheat, they, cheat, they cheat off the field like the Melbourne Storm cheat on the field. Um, but the Eels did okay against the Panthers, and they're so hot and cold. It's like hot, cold, hot, cold. I love that try by Mitch Moses. I've got a little crush on Mitch Moses lately. I just think he's an outstanding player. And you know what it is about Mitch Moses this year? What I love about him, I tipped him to win the Dally M at the start of the year. I went, he's the guy that will take, take the Eels to a grand final, win the, the Dally M player of the year. But he's not afraid to make a tackle. He really isn't afraid to make a tackle. Yeah. He spends as much time defending as what he does. Um, you know, attacking. And the other thing I noticed about the Panthers, I mean, uh, Kikau, that chase through from Kikau when the Melbourne Storm um, Wishart dropped the ball, that was because he, they were chasing him down. The kick and chase from the Warriors, I mean, the kick there, but there's no attacking flair on it because they've got no one chasing it. That's another thing. You know, it's the fundamentals. Make the tackles. Have an imposing kick and chase. Don't drop the ball and guess what? You might win a game. The uh, fundamentals. The, yeah, fundamentals, the fundamentals. Thanks, Lavina. Good to talk to you this morning. Easy, buddy. You have a good day, yes, and uh, we'll catch up this week and talk some more rugby league. That's Lavina. Good. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.